Well, hello there. Happy Friday to you. Jill Bennett is still on vacation. She will be back on Monday. I'm Jody Vance sitting in and there's a lot to get to today. Holy moly. Woke up this morning to a whole new landscape in the mayoral race in the city of Vancouver. Uh, my partner in crime on the Unspun podcast, we do a BC Poly podcast weekly called Unspun, George Affleck and I do. Uh, but today I'm not bringing him on as my co-host. I'm bringing him on as a political analyst and and former NPA city councillor to get perspective on the, the landslide news that John Cooper, the NPA candidate for mayor of Vancouver, has decided not to run. He's pulled out of the race. So we want to unpack this. Let's bring in George Affleck here. Uh, thanks for doing this, George. I know you're busy in your, in your regular day job. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jody. So how does this land with you? Well, shocker, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Uh, as you said, uh, did not see this coming. Huge uh, hole, uh, not only in politics, you know, as a person, uh, you know, he and our good friends, uh, he, he did not give me any heads up on this. Uh, so I guess he's not that good of a friend. John! Um, John! <laughs> John! Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he would have been a really good mayor, and I'm really sad to see him leave. I think he had all the things that I think that the city needs right now. He's a good guy. He cares about getting the things that we need done in the city done. Uh, but clearly he felt that uh, this was not his time, I guess, and, and decided to, to, to bail. You know, I full disclosure, I also am friends with John Cooper. I, I became friends with him over uh, an issue I was having with trying to get a hot dog at a, a park in Vancouver. And I couldn't believe at Little League for my son that we couldn't get a hot dog from the concession stand because of permitting problems. And I tweeted about it and I didn't expect there to be any reaction whatsoever. But who, lo and behold, who showed up at the actual Little League game and then started the ball rolling to get some hot dogs for the little leaguers was John Cooper. I mean, he is a guy who, you know, politics aside, when you, whether you want to party politic brand this or not, because people say, Oh, you're such an NPA or which I'm not. Uh, but I am John Cooper's friend. And I did have an opportunity. I called him immediately when a little bird landed on my shoulder and said that this was happening. And mm-hmm. he picked up the phone and I asked him and I, and I have permission to say this because he's not talking today or as of right now, he says he's not talking today. If you change your mind, John, feel free to give me a call. Um, mm-hmm. But he basically, I said, are you okay? Because he is so dedicated to making mm-hmm. this city the best it can be that my concern was there was another reason, a health reason, an issue, something mm-hmm. had happened. It, yeah. it seemed so out of the blue, right? And he goes, no, 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 I'm fine. I just I just feel like the path forward uh, it isn't clear. And as you and I talk about on our podcast, we just had a, an episode of Unspun Podcast drop at, at yesterday. We, we recorded it and there was kind of a moment in there where we're talking about what needs to happen in this race specifically and how mm-hmm. this is playing out with regard to the candidates. So with the NPA candidate now gone, the NPA saying that they are going to announce somebody that will run. Uh, but mm-hmm. we talked yesterday on our podcast, George, about how how busy this and noisy this field is, how the votes are mm-hmm. being split so many ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all the other right of centre candidates are doing happy dances while also being nice on Twitter uh, and saying, thanks, John. Uh, this is good news for them, for sure. Uh, the polling that came out this week, you know, a bit, you know, skeptical on the data on that one. Uh, I think there was a path forward for John to win the, the election. NPA, no matter what people say, is still a strong brand in the city. You have a dedicated voter base. It's really hard to build. You know, I'm in marketing and branding, and building a brand is really, really hard and very, very expensive. Uh, and uh, Twitter is not the whole world, uh, and people don't pay that much attention. So, 
you know, we have two months to the election. That's a lifetime in politics. Um, and I think there was a path forward for John. So I'm hoping, he, you know, he might have been dismayed from the data that came out this week. Maybe they have some internal polling that uh, that's not looking good. I don't know. But it's so early to me that uh, that there's still an opportunity for the NPA brand, I think, to, to uh, if they had the right candidate in place, to, to win the election. That said, uh, you know, because it does open it up to them if they don't run the candidate. Um, then that is a great opportunity for the other parties. I still don't think that, uh, based on the data that we're seeing today, that uh, and and, the, and even without the NPA, the split on the right is so uh, you know there's just so many people still running um, that you'll still you'll still you'll still see likely Kennedy Stewart win the win the election. Right. So it's going to take fewer on the right in order to to have change in City mm-hmm. Hall. We talk about that all the time, but when it comes to um, how this moves forward, as you said, you work in communications, Curve Communications, uh, you're a co-owner, a principal of. So you mm-hmm. you can look at this and look at the MPA and say, OK, um, they have a strong brand. And, and most people, you and I are nerds. A lot of people who are listening right <laughs> now who are very engaged in municipal politics are also nerds. But the mm-hmm. mass majority of people I had Kirk LaPointe on earlier this week talking about how 40% of the, the electorate in Vancouver, in the city of Vancouver, are undecided. Yeah, and then that's a huge, that latest poll showed that. And I think that shows you that this campaign so far is not inspiring anybody for any of the candidates, uh, which is an opportunity if uh, MPA were to get somebody that's inspiring. And I think they could slide up and take the campaign for sure. Uh, I just don't think people are very interested in any of the candidates that are currently out there. It's just not a very exciting campaign and not really providing us uh, with anything uh, new. And uh, it's early days again. We haven't seen the full campaign promises, but uh, it's just the candidates aren't, aren't, aren't exciting anybody. And I think that's clear in the polls. Um, so, you know, but then again, you throw in, nobody votes anyways. You get 38% in the last election, uh, showed up. So that poll is also kind of, you know, what is the real number? And, you know, young people may say they vote for this person, but they don't show up. <laughs> they, right. they may answer a poll, but they don't show up to vote. 30, 38% of people vote and a hundred percent of people complain, which is out of balance <laughs> and out of whack. <laughs> One of the things that you hit on really on unspun podcast, which by the way, if you want to listen to George's sort of take on, on all of this, which was kind of witchy because it happened, we were really unpacking what's needed for a candidate to make some noise right now. And, and we talked about the specific candidates here, but you laid down some hard and fast truths yesterday that led me to ask, please, would you consider running? <laughs> but but on, on the podcast, you're talking about what needs to happen in the city, regardless of who takes over in the mayor's office. What are mm-hmm. the first steps that should be taken? Well, I think uh, the one thing that is clear by most Vancouverites is that the spending is out of control in, in the city and the things getting done are not getting done. So there needs to be an analysis of, uh, of where the money is being spent and then the prioritizing the things that we know should be prioritized, uh, practical uh, things that uh, should be done by any city at any time. And then if there's money left over to spend on extravagances or important issues that the city wants to represent or fight for or change, uh, then absolutely they, that money can go towards that. But I think first, let's make sure we're doing as a city. I think they have to be, do, do, do your job properly. <laughs> like start there. You and right. Park Ward. T- yeah, right. Tearing a page out of the POCO planning committee, uh, being able to prioritize is yeah. and, and looking at the budget, as you said, with this last administration um, who just didn't take a moment, take a breath to look at where money was being spent. It felt like we just went headlong into pet projects and, and yeah. motions and, and yeah. things that 
that don't address some of the basic needs of the city. Like the city is dirty and the garbage and waste and recycle and green is not being picked up regularly. We have mm-hmm. infrastructure problems. We have graffiti problems. We have crime problems on top of the homelessness and the issues with affordability. And some of the things are provincial and some of the things are federal, but a lot starts at the municipal level, does it not? What's the budget in Vancouver? Yeah, it's $1.3 billion and it's going to be $1.5. I mean, there's the operating and capital budget. So you're you're looking at billions of dollars being spent in the city. Uh, and, you know, we don't know where it's all going. Uh, I think that uh, when you talk about housing, which is obviously a priority, and the mayor currently often writes strongly worded letters, other levels of government, sends out press releases saying it's the federal government, the provincial government's problem. Why are they not helping us? That's true, but I think also as a region, I think the mayors need to get together and come up with a plan uh, of how to increase housing, not just in Vancouver, but in every single market. Why are they all not talking together and saying, where is the available land? How can we open that up to build? Let's get this done as a region. Uh, we can't wait for the federal and provincial governments to step up uh, to the level that we need, but we don't know what we need. But Vancouver can't handle this on alone. Uh, and any candidate that promises to solve homelessness or solve the housing problem is is, is deceiving uh, the electorate. It's really got to be a regional, national, provincial issue that's taken care of. But uh, at the start, let's just look at the budgets and overall. They have until April next year to approve a budget. There's no reason to approve a budget out of the gate when this new council gets elected. You can wait. Take your time. Do it, do it properly. Start from zero. Work your way up from there. Due diligence, adult in the room, common sense. What a concept. Follow him on social media, George. Underscore. <laughs> Affleck, it's kind of a thing we do. Unspunpodcast.com is where you can hear me pleading with George to do something in City Hall. Um, uh, thank you for your time, my friend. I appreciate okay. it. Keep us posted on all things. Okay. Cheers. Bye. He is a former city councillor, of course, for the MPA. He's a political analyst. He is a fill-in host here on CKNW, and he is my friend and co-host on unspunpodcast.com. He is George Affleck. So uh, honestly, follow him on Twitter, George underscore Affleck.